Welcome to Absolutely Right. This is your host Aditi Surana. In today's episode, we have Gauri Devi Dal with us. Gauri is a multi-passionate and supremely talented law graduate, chartered accountant, tax consultant, podcaster, and a restaurant owner. She co-owns the Table, a fine dining restaurant that has won much recognition and accolades locally and internationally. I personally love the Table. It's one of my favorite places to go to. Gauri was featured in GQ's 50 Most Influential Indians recently. She is also one of the hosts for the show for IBM podcast called The Kulaba Cartel. While we take a break, you can check her out on Instagram at gdevideal and check out her podcast show too. Are you looking for India's most awesome cricket podcast? Are you now tired of listening to the same old guys drone on about cricket everywhere? Edges and Sledges is a weekly cricket podcast hosted by three fans of the game, Varun, DJ and myself Ashwin. It was established in early 2018, has over 60 episodes now and is of course now proud to be on the IVM podcast network. Each week we get together from three different time zones, the USA, the UK and Singapore, and we talk about things from the world of cricket with a focus on Indian cricket. We often interview special guests from all around the world, including former cricketers and cricket media personalities. So check out Edges and Sledges, the cricket podcast, now on the IVM Network. So today we have Gauri Devi Dayal on our show. Gauri is a founder of The Table. To begin with, CA by profession, and so much more. So Gauri, hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, how are you feeling? I am. <laughs> totally not nervous <laughs> about being analyzed on audio but go for it <laughs> um, i am asking this question just to make sure that i i drive deep into that that feeling and begin from there so uh what we going to do on the show is i'm going to ask you questions about generally about life and i'm going to look at your handwriting to ask you better questions if you have any questions for me you can ask and then i can probably have some insight based on handwriting But the whole idea is to have a conversation because i feel that you uh, after reading about you after uh, enjoying and relishing the amazing food at your restaurant i believe that you are slightly crazy and i'm curious about crazy people forever <laughs> you know i feel like you require that slight madness to do the kind of things that you're doing probably yes so tell me why this move to this new industry altogether at a point where people generally do not jump into it so i think as you mentioned um there is probably some streak of madness somewhere but honestly i've never actually been that impulsive or uh, sort of you know taken a decision that's you know really that uh, inexplicable to most people mm. uh, i've been a very organized sort of love my whole life to be planned out sort of Okay. Years, years ahead, and um, 
you know to be honest uh, when i made the switch from my life as an accountant to restaurant uh, i i think it was also very calculated because i'd been working you know as a tax professional for about 8 or 9 years by then and i just figured that what's the worst that will happen i'll go do this and if in a year it doesn't work out i'll come back to this you know i think i've got a sort of strong enough backup base backup also yeah. a backup so it wasn't you know it didn't feel like uh it felt like taking like a sabbatical for a year and going on a bit of an adventure and you know if but things didn't work out i'd just come back to a, but a sabbatical with a fine dining restaurant yeah i didn't yeah. know what i was getting myself <laughs> into so it was just uh, you know i think you know every i find like every sort of 8 9 10 years um so I'm, i mean the restaurants now just turn 9 so you know it's that yeah. time when i'm getting that what i call a 9 year itch i guess okay um, and uh, i think it just comes to that you know where sometimes you just feel like you want to do something different and yeah. you know what the hell like just do it and then you know there, there's there's uh, i i think i just realized that i could uh come back to what i was doing and so it wasn't a complete streak of madness um although yeah so you you are a borderline maybe <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sitting here right now. So. <laughs> That I I guessed immediately. Don't worry. So, um, what was the most difficult part while making the switch? You know how most of the time when people want to make a career switch, they struggle because so much happens within you. You cannot simply jump. So, what was your after having made that decision? What was really tough? I think the toughest thing was actually convincing you know my family and people close to me that I was. not doing something completely mad and that uh, you know the other thing was i was not just quitting a stable uh, well paid uh, you know job where i was on a sort of good career path yeah. i was also uh, you know taking a plunge in a completely new field where i would be working with my husband to be so about this was just like you. wrong on so many levels <laughs> to people around me and i think you know for having convinced myself or even if i wasn't convinced sort of having decided to do it uh convincing those who kind of you know whose opinions are valued and of um whom i look up to that it was fine to do and to kind of support me rather than convince me otherwise i think that was definitely um a bit of a struggle and i'm sure they tried they no no they did um you know they they said that uh, well of course it's up to you but uh, <laughs> that is the worst line yeah. yeah and now of course they can't stop saying that's my daughter or my you know Aww. my uh, whatever sisters or I'm my this so or that sweet. restaurant yeah. so um no it's very sweet and I, i mean to be honest i think they were just looking out for me but uh, i did want to uh, sort of have their approval i guess cuz you know i have had it for mm. Uh, throughout my life, and I think I just wanted them to be uh, so not board. just saying yes, but you know, being actually supportive, and they were. I mean, to be in so all sweet. fairness, they were so yeah. sweet. Yeah. So uh, when, but so what? That was the only difficult part after jumping in. Oh, after then of course, the there's the whole thing about learning mm. okay. <laughs> about a whole new industry. Uh, no, I mean, of course, you know, setting up a restaurant for the first time with absolutely no background in hospitality has uh, its fair share of challenges of course and uh, but i think it was just i i think that that's the whole thing about what i was mentioning earlier about you know this every 9 years is that you feel this urge to like learn something new and i think i wanted to challenge myself i mean this may not have been the most sensible way of doing that but um you know i i felt like 
I wanted to sort of be a little bit shaken out of my routine and and sort of um you know I was I was I was very comfortable where I was and I love routine as well but I think that there is something inside me where I want to you know do something new and uh and I think that that sort of uh helped me to you know take on the the sort of challenge of learning all about a new industry and it was definitely a long a uh, journey it was an expensive journey <laughs> and uh, but I, i think somewhere inside we were just very excited about it and of course i was working with you know my husband or yeah, was, falling in love yeah <laughs> so we were like <laughs> got to spend lots of time yeah. together and all that rubbish but yeah yeah <laughs> um no it was it 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 was fun and i mean honestly it was so long ago that i don't remember the day <laughs> but i'm pretty sure I'm there was ha- a lot of I'm pain I'm happy for and, you uh, if you don't remember it worth yeah. it completely worth it it's like pregnancy right like you yeah. go through it and then you're like never doing this again and then 3 years later you do like, it again for someone <laughs> to go through all of that again <laughs> i can only imagine yeah. so uh f- when i look at your handwriting one thing that stands out that you are very emotionally connected person anything that you do you have to have your heart into it and if you're not convinced if you do not have your heart into that moment in that project in that idea no matter how lucrative it is no matter how amazing it is for other people you would walk away i think yeah you've pretty much hit the nail on the head and that's a little scary because i don't know what else you know now about me uh, okay why no. don't you ask questions i will only talk about what you asked me to talk about <laughs> I'm going to make lots of money. <laughs> oh, that's future predictor. No, I can't go there. I'm kidding. Um no, I think you're right. I uh I, I don't know if that's sort of a a feminine quality in general or it's something that is, you know, uh comes across more so in me, but you're absolutely right. You know, I I am one of those people who's very sort of logical and I have to be convinced by something yes. myself before uh i can sort of you know you have my buy in or i'm sort of fully invested in it but once you're invested <clears throat> you keep the logic aside yeah. and then you really operate with your complete heart which is very strange because if people see that side of you they try to um, give emotional uh, content or reasoning for you to be convinced and you're like no i'm not an emotional person yeah. i am a logical person give me logic to be convinced Once I'm convinced, I will move to the other side. But if I'm not convinced, I'm going to be asking you all the right logical reasoning related questions, and people totally, totally get you wrong on that front, and then you uh, walk away, and they wonder why that happened. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, my husband will fully agree with you. <laughs> um, no, you're right. I, I think that once I'm convinced, and it's something that I feel strongly about, then I'm. all in you yeah. know all hands, or all out everything and uh, all out yeah either way so it is yeah i mean you know it's it's been a challenging uh, sort of when i look back at sort of the last 9 or 10 years i think there are times when this sense of wanting a strong conviction about something you know it the the flip side is that you also have to be very open minded uh, about other people's opinions and sometimes it's hard to be that if you're so convinced by your own logic and uh, i think that one thing i've realized is that while i may be convinced i've also realized to be a little more open minded about you know a different point of view because uh i'm not sort of you know yes i 
I am seen as the face of the brand and you know um but my husband's as much Jay is as much a part of the business as me and he is a completely different person and a lot of what has happened is because of decisions that we fought crazily over and somehow he's you know sort of either convinced me or I've decided unconvinced to sort of go with him but now I've learned over time that you know I may not necessarily see the um the the rational sort of reason for doing something but there's you know I I I want to sort of believe that someone um has the reasoning be, required yes, that I may not see at the time but you know will sort of play itself out you know I always speak about this people think firmness and being stubborn are the same things and they're not like you're very firm but you're not stubborn I yeah I think yeah, I've, like I've, stubbornness I think I've evolved has... that sort of uh, from being stubborn to being sort of firm because uh it doesn't work it's not sort of my way or the highway yeah and, and stubbornness uh, has yeah. a lot more ego into it and you know, it requires you as a as a preference driven person whereas firmness is about what is required right. to be done yeah. and you are like very what is required to be done at least now <laughs> for sure what questions would you like me to answer oh um i don't know uh i don't know anything if i can't answer i would say i can't answer so anything that comes to your mind or something that you're right now kind of pondering dealing thinking about or people misunderstand you in a certain way and you want to like have clarity i'm like but why they think about me like this all of that is welcome oh so is this like a free therapy session <laughs> <laughs> you can consider that i i i am in i'm a i'm a professional therapist so yes we can jump into it if you like No I think uh, you know it's um this this profession or this industry has uh, uh, a way of sort of you know consuming you in a way and I think that I don't know if it's this industry or it's the fact that you have your own business because you're sort of invested 24/7 mm. and uh it's 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 and especially because I work with my husband it can be a big challenge to sort of segregate that personal and personal, professional professional and now we have taking a, a time sort of, off and know, yeah yeah we have a 6 year old daughter and wow. who just comes to work when <laughs> <laughs> when we need to spend time together because that's, uh, that's how, it how we done. spend time yeah. together um you know and so i think that it's sometimes i do question whether i i love what we do i i genuinely sort of love eating <laughs> um <laughs> But no, I mean jokes apart, I I do love what we do and I can see so much potential for sort of, you know, growing our business and um, you know, pursuing this uh pursuing what we do in this industry and and also other opportunities and it really it does excite me and I think, you know, I I don't put it down to any kind of like entrepreneur or not spirit. It's just something that I enjoy. And I think it's a uh question that's constantly playing in my mind is that how do you where do you draw that line between pursuing these exciting ideas projects ideas ambitions and kind of also just living your life outside of it you know and i and and i don't think that they have to be separated necessarily but sometimes i feel like maybe they do because it just consumes you otherwise so knowing you there is no idea of separated life and it was never there like even when you worked back in the day but is that a good thing though I, i'll come to that i'll come to that but the, the see whether it is a good thing or not that only depends on the kind of person you are when you used to do a job and it was not like your baby that you were taking care of in terms of business mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship projects 
you literally still thought about the issues and you wanted to solve them in the best possible way you took them home you thought about it you know in the middle of the night and you wanted to get to the best possible solution at in every possible way now that's you now whether you do it uh, for someone else you do it for you you do it as a mother you do it as a wife you're going to do that so there is no kind of separation as an idea for you you're not like a segmented segregated none of that happens you're like okay i'm here i'm going to bring everything possible to the solution and we'll figure it out now in that case taking a break might be a better idea than segregating because if you see something that you do as a mother helps you solve a problem somewhere else and there what you do at the restaurant helps you solve a problem somewhere else and you think like that some people are interconnected in their thinking so they do not have different approaches or different roles you are the way you are wherever you go in the conversation you you literally you know you carry yourself or so i want to bring your attention and even for the listeners your signature and your handwriting matches uh, a lot Mm-hmm. almost like as if you're writing your name that's how your signature is that is a sign where the person does not have um you know this mask or this entire persona built up when the person deals in a social space and you are that like i i call it like walking with complete vulnerability so that that is also a reason why you get hurt a little bit more you you are more exposed than other people because you're out there you're not protecting yourself you're not layering you're not showing one face and being someone else you're there and that that is who you are now with work relationship everything all you require to do is find some time for yourself where you can do some physical activity so i believe you do gardening yeah i try <laughs> yeah okay that could be a great yeah. escape mm. because if you do that this is where you are not talking to other people or like swimming you know mm. like literally in the pool nobody can have a conversation with you and you are by yourself yeah i said that about diving actually when oh, someone yeah? asked me that why what i enjoy about it and it's that i literally can't talk to anyone no one can reach me <laughs> yeah. and it's pin drop silence wow. yeah. and and that's so true like like i haven't done scuba diving but i have done snorkeling and you know that's that, yeah. that's like similar but yeah. definitely scuba diving is much quieter but yeah you require those quiet moments and the busy life is the busyness in your mind right now the noisy part of your mind yeah. that we are talking about like it is mm-hmm. constantly trying to respond and react to something yeah. or other that is happening and you feel driven by other people's requirements all the time absolutely yes <sighs> so we require a breather but it seems like you can't actually switch off from your own business because you know you you don't want to drop the ball or i feel like i don't want to drop the ball Agreed. and it's not a it's not a slow kind of business where you see the impact later it's a very like real time kind of thing because people are coming they're dining they're giving instant sort of feedback yeah and feedback and you know you can't afford to sort of uh just you know switch off at any point is how i feel and that's why i'm saying yeah. forced switch off so when you're in the water you can't do anything about it because if you're out you can reach you will reach yeah. that's who you are yeah. and i feel if we accept ourselves and we say okay this is who i am and i'm not going to change that about me then we just find hacks around it right so your hack would be you go away like you know in you, when you're diving when you're in the pool when you are gardening in fact you, i just told uh, i i told jay i said you know because we we really we were talking about how we really need a bit of a mini break yeah. and i said uh, i know this sounds really bad but i said let's go skiing to gulmarg because mm-hmm. there's no internet there <laughs> and uh, i i know that sounds like really wrong for me Why? to say that right now because that's you know there's it's obviously affecting people in an adverse way but i was just like 
some, can, can we just take advantage of that somehow in, okay. in the context of our lives, okay. which is that we actually want to switch off uh, temporarily and... Uh, you know, and throw in some skiing for good measure. But so, actually, yeah. that is a great idea. And you must do that periodically before yeah. your temperature reaches the point yeah. where you really want to run away, escape, yeah. you know, feel burnt out. None yeah. of that. Like you just have to do it periodically. Yeah. So, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I know you know this, but just to mention you are yeah. a clear introvert. Right, so any social interaction really? is tiring. You love to talk. There's a very interesting part about introverts who have great ski- skills of talking. So if you know but how don't to necessarily seek it out. Yes. Yeah. So you know how to speak, and you love speaking when you choose to speak. But when you don't, you want to be quiet, and that is a you know I think it's a most misunderstood thing. We believe introverts struggle to speak, and those who are good at speaking believe I'm obviously not an introvert. But you are. So you gain energy by spending time alone. You gain energy by doing things that are uh, completely exploratory. So anything that any activity oh that God, you that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel stripped right now. <laughs> <laughs> so any exploratory activity where you can build your perspective, question your perspectives, you can literally look at things through the exercise, conversations, choices that you make. You would love that. Mm. So you surround yourself with that and that would really be nurturing. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I'm going to plan that vacation. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) What else? Um, uh, You know, I think just taking off from what you just said about, uh, I'm quite happy sort of spending time by myself and, you know, doing whatever I'm in the mood for at that time. I enjoy writing. I enjoy um, sort of reading. And... I'm very happy being by myself and, uh, you know, I find that, um, like, obviously my daughter is young and our daughter and my husband, they're quite happy in company and it's <laughs> it's this constant battle of, um, you know, I think wanting space comes across as, as uh, almost I a negative uh, mm-hmm. uh, sort of, you know, reaction or a negative uh, approach to <laughs> to things wanting and, to run away from things as as people perceive well, it well I am not running away I I'm, just, I'm actually, smiling yeah, because yeah, I, I have don't. a similar problem right. so most close relationships they go like but why are you being disconnected suddenly yeah. like I'm not it's just that I need space right yeah. now and they're like right now in the middle of this companionship I hear you yeah. <laughs> How do you deal with it? Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, have you ever heard of Brené Brown? Uh, yes, the name is very familiar. Yeah, Brené Brown has a Netflix special. Oh, right, yeah, yes. Yeah, sir. she is a researcher yes. on vulnerability and she calls herself a storyteller. Uh, she does, uh, she has done a lot of work on building boundaries in relationship. So she speaks about how can you connect with people completely, like what we are talking about, you fully have your heart there. And at the same time, building boundaries when you're connected. So most of the time, people like you and me who seek out space uh, do that from disconnection because you do it when you reach the point of feeling completely overwhelmed. And you're like, I can't take it anymore. And I need space now, like in this moment. And when you do that, people around you who are so connected, so close, they're like, but I was trying to be, you know, romantic, affectionate, connected. Why are you like, you know, breaking it away? Now, it's not breaking away from that space, but it is if you take a score of it and you start building boundaries and if you really help people to deal with how to deal with you in the moment, they can really be of great help. 
so uh, i have a sign called time out <laughs> with with people around me and they understood it over a period of time like it took some time lot of struggle but when i say time out it's not about them it's literally about wanting that breather yeah. like sometimes it is just 5 minutes also i believe uh, washrooms are great spaces <laughs> 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 you literally take that time and you know sometimes you run a little regime you do a reality check but there are multiple things one can do if you know you require to do it because it is not about the other person it's only about you breaking your boundaries and letting other people in so much that you reach a point of overwhelm or feeling mm-hmm. overwhelmed and with a child around i know it's very difficult like you cannot do it like so many mothers especially in this age they can you cannot suddenly disconnect so you have to take your breathers and be, like i believe being aware about it helps a lot sure. being like you know aware that okay where is my trigger point so i i remember there was a point i used to feel hangry <laughs> and when i was hangry i took complete privilege to be a bully and i didn't realize it because i was busy being hangry and then i started realizing and people around me used to feel cautious like now she's going to be hangry types and i observed it and i realized it's unkind on my part to do that to them so i told myself i'm going to build triggers when my hunger starts building and my mood starts switching all of us have these super human capacities they <laughs> just that we don't know we have to look at it so probably this conversation could be a great beginning to look at it yeah. so where you start feeling that people are entering your space and then you're like okay this is what happens and even for our listeners if if other people are irritating you if they get to you then definitely it is about you letting them in beyond your own capacity and it's not about pushing them out it's either the two ways like one i understand what my capacity is and i can can i expand it a little bit more if i can great the person kind of you know i can deal with it or i understand i am not ready and i find my breather hmm. both ways yeah cool i mean i think um, you know one other thing that that sort of in in our business you know the conventional uh, industry norm would be to sort of be growing your business by you know expansion and and you're constantly sort of opening new spaces and um in our case you know we found that i think one of the reasons the restaurant has sort of lasted this long and sort of is still well received yeah. you know in, in in your 10 is that there's a lot of us in it and it's a very personal sort of space for us uh, not just the table but all our projects and i think that's the flip side of expansion is that you know because you're so personally um invested in it and and in terms of sort of time and energy not just financially um it sort of holds you back from growing because you you can't be in multiple places at the same time and you can't be you know everywhere all the time and um you know you sort of need you you don't think anyone can do it the way sure, you do it it's and, a classic delegation challenge that people yeah, who love what they do have yeah and i think that you know as a someone who's been a traditionally been a bit of a control freak and you know a, a, a perfectionist so yeah. it's like if you're not doing it this way just stop i'll do it myself <laughs> it's just easier and faster and, you know um i mean of course i've changed you know that's because i can't be doing everything myself uh but i think I still struggle with it sometimes in terms of uh expecting people to learn how to do things the way we've set them up in 
you know, over the years at the restaurant or any of our brands and understanding that philosophy and then, um, you know, taking it forward. And doing it every day. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that, you know, it is, uh, it is frustrating at times and you don't want to um, let it sort of, you know, get to you and you just sort of have to let people make mistakes. But I think more than, yeah, I think more than a question, it's just something that I consciously have to make the effort to do with the people working with me now and to, you know, groom them to a point where... So are you are you a perfectionist? Yes. Yeah, completely. Yes. And that comes with... Uh, so let's look at the perfectionism in a different light. Uh, if you are a perfectionist, that also means there's a space to feel unsaid, a fear of a rejection, fear of making mistakes in public. Not only making yeah. mistakes, but in public and being caught for it. Feeling self-conscious, not like for no, yourself, no. for the activity. Because you take so much of ownership that if someone says, this is not good. I can't To it. hear, yeah. it's like, gauri is not yeah. good. It's not only like that thing, that, that yeah. dish. It's you not take that. it personally. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Now, is it a great thing? Uh, I do not know. I can't comment. It's just it is a very stressful thing for sure. Yeah. So, uh, one of my clients taught me this. He said, I'm, I'm using this line. Uh, do not take this personally. I know. I hate it <laughs> when people say that to me. I can't stand it. I'm like, every inch of the space is personal. It is completely personal. And I'm You'll be glad of that. And so don't say that to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so no, no, no. It's not what he tells other people. He tells this to himself. Oh. Like, do not take this, whatever activity I'm doing personally. That is his reminder. So, you know how you say it to other people, do yeah. not take it personally, but I'm going to insult you right now. Yeah. So, not that. He literally is like, you know, before others could tell this to me, and because I know I own it to a point where I do not want to let a single inch away, he said, I'm going to tell this to myself. Okay, I'm doing this, but I'm not going to take this personally. What does that mean? So, when you take something personally, you make it about yourself. Everything is about you. If it is good, it is about you. If it is bad, it is about you. And we don't realize it because we understand, most entrepreneurs understand this as taking ownership. They believe this is how you take ownership. You make it yours. And then you can't share it with the other person. Because I think she, it's it's more than not sharing it. I think it's that you take, it's it's if you're taking full responsibility and it is yours, it is your creation. I mean, you can't say that, oh, when the things are going well and like when there's, positive feedback or it's mine uh, you know there's there's huge compliments that I'm going to take all of that personally <laughs> but when there's criticism I'm not going to take it personally no I think he also meant and what I, I pondered about it uh, and more I thought about it I said yeah it's kind of interesting because he's, he was saying that I won't take even positive personally okay that doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> but think about it like the very moment you start looking at your space and uh, no it's true I mean I think again you know, I know it doesn't about, happen. It's not a one-man show. And so, you know, I may, again, be the one receiving the compliments or the criticisms. And But I, yeah, I mean, I think it's thinking about it like that. that just that you don't say, yes, it was all me cooking, serving, you know, <laughs> conceptualizing, cleaning, washing, everything. <laughs> um, you know, it's so also it, not just me. me doing when when things the, break yeah, and they go yeah, wrong or yeah. people say mean things, it's not always you. And I'm yeah. sure it's like yeah. not mean things, but it's the yeah. approach or the, the angst that people bring yeah. uh, about. I think it's just we're also working in a very different uh, environment today than maybe, you know, 
nine, ten years ago when everything is so accessible and it's, mm. uh, you know, I think that definitely makes an impact on us where, you know, everyone can be in the limelight kind of instantly. Yeah. and Micro celebrities. Uh, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's even if you don't want it, you don't have a choice. You're in there. So right. uh, either you have to completely switch off from, you know, that, the internet. Yeah, the internet. And that's not practical, I feel. Sure. Um, and so it, it's definitely something that... I guess it is that then you're right that you know you have to tell yourself not to take it personally just like you're not personally responsible for everything great that happens in the business as well yeah Yeah. so when you when you disconnect and in a way like step away from both yeah uh, there is some so much more space I remember a story uh, there Uh, imagine uh, be having a balloon or a football on the surface of the ocean and it is like on the ocean uh, on the surface so as the wave goes up it goes up. As the wave goes down, it goes down. And the balloon or, or the football feels very excited when it goes up and really scared when it goes down. Now imagine removing that balloon 10 feet away and giving it human eyes and human brain and looking at the waves. You can enjoy the motion of the wave only when you're disconnected. There's a concept, spiritually people call it detached involvement. So you're 100% involved, but at the same time, you're slightly distant, detached, and you see the motion of the wave. Otherwise, you're so attached to it. You go up and you go down, you go up, you go down. And you literally feel the motion in your gut. You, you, you cannot disconnect. And thereby, you cannot have an objective perspective. That the very moment you become objective, you become disinterested. It happens to many, many people. They're either involved and completely attached and then they want to fix everything. Or they're disconnected and they're detached. So we're talking about that middle space where you're looking at the ocean, you're looking at those waves at the same time you are at a distance. So you're looking at it from a distance. You can see it for what it is. A small feedback or, you know, as women, we know this, things we fret about. Uh, after a month, we realize how petty they were. Yeah, it's but, only happened a million times. <laughs> it still keeps happening. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but it happens, right? In that moment, that little mistake, that imperfection, it consumes you yeah. completely. Just having the perspective in the moment when you're being consumed is difficult, but that's the way of this this problem that we are talking about. If you're being obsessed about something, if you're fretting about something, finding ways to have slight disconnection is a great, great activity. Great. Yeah. Well noted. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking about writing. Uh, what kind of writing do you do? It's a um, you know, I write about, I, I keep having these ideas in my head and the instant sort of thing is I've like thought about, for example, writing a blog for ages, but then I just know I can't keep it up. You know, like I'll have these like bursts of, and I think it's like I, I wake up really early in the morning when no one else is awake mm-hmm. and I just keep, that's when I'm like the most functional okay. um, in my head. And um, so I've, I have been uh, writing articles for sort of publications you know, connected to the industry um, or, uh, you know, yeah, depending on, you know, what's happening um, in F&B, for example, or travel writing. Sometimes I get asked to write. So there's a particular stroke in handwriting. We call it flow of thoughts. And I generally ask people to do it as a practice, like a therapy based on writing. In your case, you already have that woven in your handwriting. That means you 
uh, love writing, you have that skill gifted to you, you have to explore it. Uh, that is your stress buster. That is yeah. your, you know, like literally that time away from the, the world that we are talking yeah. about is writing for you. So if you pick it up and spend dedicated time to write anything, including your personal journaling, uh, you know, writing to friends, whatever, yeah. like physically writing, uh, even typing in yeah. that case, but writing would even mm-hmm. add a lot more. You will just find that uh, time and space that you are asking for on a daily basis. Yeah. Even if it is 15 minutes, it is great. It would work. It, we don't require like one hour and, you know, like a long period or travel away. It's just like a little escape for you. My sister is going to kill me. She's the writer in the family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, why would she kill you? No, I don't know. Because she's like, can you just stick to your day job? Oh. <laughs> don't get into my space. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, it's nothing. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it is that. I realize that I enjoy it. And uh, yeah. so, you know, whenever anyone asks me to do, to write something or uh, I drop all... More, Everything more important work. <laughs> Let's pile it up and and say yes, I will do this because that's actually something I um I really enjoy. So, so when you did your show, did you write even then uh, the podcast that you were doing with IBM? Um, I mean, yeah, but not as in I was writing more for sort of you know like publications and things. Okay. Uh, not so much uh, journaling. Um, okay. But yeah, you never know. So. You never know, and uh, so we're gonna. Uh, see that blog soon. <laughs> <laughs> Inshallah. Uh-huh. Uh, one point that I want to talk about is your ability to reach the results you have in mind. You know, some people are dreamy about their ideas. Some people are driven by a specific end result. You are that person. You have something in mind and you want to go for it. You would create it. And uh, for that matter, you would fight whatever required. You would get any resource possible uh, for the project. You are that person. If it is given to you, people just can go to bed. They're like, oh, Gauri is on it. She'll figure it out. You're that reliable. You're that accountable. And you're that committed. And that end result orientation sometimes also takes you away from strategizing it, thinking like five years down the line. All of that you you stay away from. But this is how you function. If you really take projects, anything you want to do. So if you think about writing a blog which would go on, it is tiring. But if you say 12 blogs and that's it, you would finish it. Yeah. So... No, I think it's a little scary how, how true this is. Uh, but I, I, you're right. And I think that's probably why uh, Jay and I are still married. Because, you know, he's the other person. He's oh, the that. one that thinks five years ahead. He can. He has a vision that's, you know, well beyond my sort of, uh, my purview. And I think that that's kind of why we... You know, yeah, that also to work mean, together because but that I, also means too many disagreements, isn't it? Yeah, they do. But then I think now I've sort of learned to kind of trust that vision, uh, thrown in with a little uh, skepticism for okay. good measure. <laughs> but uh, you know, but then he also trusts the fact that I can sort of help him actually execute it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's that's definitely something that I'm aware of uh, as to why we've 
you know managed to stay somewhat yeah. alive as a couple but yeah so so having that that clue uh, to have the end result in mind is crucial because when he speaks dreamy yeah or he gives you ideas like, <laughs> <laughs> you are the reality yeah. check you're like okay so yeah. what are we doing now yeah. and he's like no but i'm building the idea yeah. and you'll be like yeah yeah we'll, we'll get to that yeah. and you build it on your own time but tell me what are we doing yeah. no i am exactly like that and i'm you know i'm constantly playing devil's advocate to him to a point where i wonder if i'm crushing all his <laughs> <laughs> completely uh but you know and he he often jokes about this he says that if it was up to me we probably wouldn't have opened this restaurant because i did try and talk him out of it okay. for a while <laughs> saying that you know it was oh, like the please. blind leading the lame frankly uh but uh, you know yeah i know you're right i i uh but I, i i think that i sort of also again it's a bit of a safe space that i work with so i do like to uh, achieve results and sort of you know get things done um but also like within what's you know within my um, within i wouldn't say comfort zone not comfort within, zone but i think that it's realistic area. it's yeah, sort of within your reach. achievable yeah it's not you know it's not this uh, it's not that bold it's the uh, you know that that's kind of how i uh, i i, I would comment about bold or not because slowly and steadily by doing one step at a time you can create and you have created like great results it's just that you have to focus on smaller steps in the moment mm. so you require like three months plan you can't yeah. do like three years and five years and you're like okay wait a minute what do yeah. we do now yeah. now that is a great quality in terms of getting people to follow your leadership by being specific so if you like what you're talking about delegation sure. if you can really break it down for them in these three months because you're so close to it The complete delegation not going to happen i would say even for next two years do not even go closer to it because it freaks you out from within so let's not even go there but partial delegation so that you can you know release yourself mm-hmm. a little bit more and have more time to think about other things that you want to pick up so partial delegation where you are constantly you're very closely uh reviewing it monitoring it making sure it happens in the way you have in mind would happen at least for next 2 3 years there's no scope for complete delegation <laughs> no so don't even try Team, like I don't you're listening <laughs> like don't even try don't even go closer yeah. to that space to feel that way so so you asked me to write my name in capital letters so why is that <laughs> So sometimes people have illegible signatures. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? Oh, and that's so why. I'm supposed to like analyze them and talk about yeah. their life, but I just cannot read their names. <laughs> <laughs> In your case, it was that deep. <laughs> <laughs> it was that <laughs> pragmatic and like unromantic. So it started as a pattern because everywhere you know, sometimes you keep. I I keep all my handwriting samples. So. After a few years, you're like, okay, but what was the name of the person? In the moment, you are like fully intimate in that conversation, and then you forget. So yeah, so that's okay. Hack, <laughs> <laughs> practical, stupid hack. Uh, so before we wrap up, I just want to have one little comment, and we can just stop our discussion if you think that is like going too deep. Just tell me, like, raise your hand, and I will stop. but uh, sometimes when you're very very clear about your point and you want to either convince the other person or dismiss the the dreamy idea that the person is talking about you uh, become aggressive 
Okay, if you're raising your hand, I'm I'm backing off. No, it's out there now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jay is gonna love this. I am not gonna tell him I, I did this. So <laughs> let him listen to this episode. Oh, next time when I'm at your restaurant, I'm yeah. gonna find him. I'm like, where is Jay? He's just gonna be like, he's like, he's busy. Oh. He's not available. Yeah. <laughs> So you might not realize it, but you know sometimes when you're passionate and you're really believing in something, all that passion, that love, becomes directed in that aggression, and you believe you're protecting something that is really important. But the aggression takes the better of you, mm-hmm. and it you know it becomes the space that you don't want to go, and you don't realize in the moment. So that we would say uh, a habit. it's not a choice mm-hmm. so when you know when any habit that we have it drives us so it takes us to a place that we haven't chosen to go we haven't decided i want to go here and you know make this choice you begin and the patterns or the habit just drives you there so one more uh, so what do you do <laughs> <laughs> uh, so any habit breaking any habit uh, uh, you know how you take some time to form a habit if you want to break a habit it's the same process just for you the three points that we spoke about being aware about when you start feeling overwhelmed when people step into your space when you start controlling a situation beyond your uh, you know when when you want to delegate and you feel uncomfortable about it and third point is when you start becoming aggressive mm-hmm. just for journaling these three things for like say 15 days i think is more than enough because you're highly highly observant so you won't miss it you observe things in other people and you know you do not even know that you're observing mm-hmm. them so closely until somebody asks you a question or an opinion and then you give an overview and they're like oh my god you know this person so well and then you know i met the person once but you observed mm-hmm. so you absorb and you really pick those minute details so even for yourself and this is an activity where you receive a feedback of mm-hmm. this nature from the other person right i'm telling you about you so i am bringing different perspective for you to just look at things mm-hmm. and if you stay with it uh, the most amazing part about human brain is once you expose it to a problem it finds a solution might not be the best solution mm-hmm. but at least it is always on the process which i find you know it's so great you don't have to always sit and solve a problem yeah. you just have to bring it to your attention and it starts solving itself so here is hoping <laughs> <laughs> yes So any other question do you have for me? No. Uh when can we do this again? <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm oh, let, let, let me check. Let me check. <laughs> no, but thank you. I think uh it was scarily true and <laughs> I have no idea how you got that from um my handwriting but uh uh that is that it's very scary but it's it's uh it's been super interesting and insightful and um no i i i think that uh i think it's just about being a little more aware and uh i guess this is one podcast that i'm going to be listening to <laughs> on repeat oh. <laughs> every so often so thank you and, and thank you i know how uh i would say not that easy this was for you to to come and to really be open and uh, it's not about making a choice of being open or not but sometimes we are uh we are private people you know reserved and you don't open up easily for you it is it takes time mm-hmm. you build relationships mm-hmm. over a period of time and you give people time you know people think you're their friend but you know like you take time mm-hmm. and you will call you call very few people your friends 
so you know that's a very very important part and i think uh, being open being vulnerable requires courage so thank you so much thank you so much for <laughs> for giving me an opportunity to dive deep no thank you thank you let's dive deep on our friday episode and explore what makes an introvert what are the traits what works for an introvert and what is so stressful let's call it uh introvert's guide to survival thank you so much for joining us today on absolutely right until friday enjoy your writing happy writing माणसांना गोलगप्प्यासारखी असतात हाय हॅलो करताना वेगळी आणि बोलताना वेगळी आणि गप्पा मारताना वेगळी मित्र झाली की वेगळी आणि शत्रू म्हणून वेगळी थोडक्यात दिसणारी वेगळी आणि असणारी वेगळी कधी आंबट कधी गोड कधी तिखट तर कधी चमचमीत आणि कधी कधी हॉट अँड स्पायसी सुद्धा आणि म्हणूनच गप्पा सॉरी सॉरी गोल गप्पा विथ तृप्ती खामकर फक्त तुमच्यासाठी दर बुधवारी आय व्ही एम पॉडकास्टच्या ऍपवर वेबसाईटवर किंवा युट्यूब चॅनेलवर सुद्धा ऐकू शकता तुम्ही आमचा पॉडकास्ट वेगवेगळ्या पॉडकास्ट प्लॅटफॉर्म वरती ऐकू शकता फक्त सर्च करा गोल गप्पा विथ तृप्ती खामकर आणि आमचा पॉडकास्ट ऐकत राहा That's right. We interrupt this riveting broadcast to tell you about our show, The Geek Fruit Podcast, where Tejas Dinkar and I, Jishnu, talk about everything in pop culture, including DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Netflix, and everything in between. You know how your friends hate it when you ramble about some nerdy crap and you just want somebody to listen to you? Well, sorry, there's nothing we can do about that, but come listen to us ramble and it'll almost be like the real thing. Kind of. Listen to new episodes of the Geek Fruit podcast every Monday and the Geek Fruit Bulletin every Thursday on iTunes, Google Podcasts, the IVM app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy listening, you nerds.